you know, really the key is, you know, with brisket and really any meat is going to smoke it. It takes time. Never want to rush the product. So we smoke our brisket 225, low and slow, 18 hours. You know, I would definitely say that still needs to be implemented at home as well. I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. Grab a bib and a moist towelette, because today we're talking barbecue with Four Rivers Smokehouse. Thank you for eating up the latest episode of The Zest. WUSF Public Media also offers a delicious podcast focused on arts and culture in the Sunshine State. The Arts Access Florida podcast highlights arts and cultural organizations right here in Florida. Learn more about these unique institutions, how you can be a part of upcoming events, and so much more. For a culturally enriching experience, subscribe to the Arts Access Florida podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or visit artsaccessflorida.org. That's arts, A-X-I-S-F-L dot org. Thanks to our founding sponsor, Community Foundation Tampa Bay. Before his last name became synonymous with mouth-watering barbecue, John Rivers was CEO of a pharmaceutical company. Then in 2004, a phone call changed everything. Rivers received a phone message that was meant for someone else about a little girl who was battling cancer. Wrong number or not, he jumped into action and offered to host a barbecue fundraiser to support the girl's family. Until then, the Jacksonville native had only barbecued for family and friends. He'd invite them to his backyard for Texas-style brisket. His wife is from the Lone Star State. Anyway, the fundraiser was a huge success, and that's how Four Rivers Smokehouse was born. The restaurant chain started in Winter Park and now has more than a dozen Florida locations. I recently spoke with regional manager Nick West about barbecue trends and tips for your next cookout. And if you're a vegetarian like me, don't worry, we got you covered. Textile barbecue is just a lot of just brisket, burn-ins. They do sausage really well. Just all mainly around, you know, meats and a couple key staples of sides. You know, Florida barbecue, you know, I think it's inherited by Texas and the Carolinas. You know, Carolina does their pork really well with, you know, mustard sauce base, and which we offer that as well. You know, we just kind of took everything together and, you know, just wouldn't be attractive to all those different regions of barbecue. It is very attractive. Listen, full disclosure, I'm a vegetarian, but my mouth is watering during this conversation. I have been to Four Rivers and hit the sides and the desserts pretty hard. It seems like a lot of barbecue joints almost have sides and desserts as an afterthought, but at Four Rivers, they're just as much the star as the meat dishes. So tell me about that. Yeah, well, you, you would appreciate this than uh, you're vegetarian. So we um, actually have the impossible meat now, uh, and we do uh, an impossible burn-in. So it's all 100% plant-based. It's actually fantastic. You, you really have a very hard time even recognizing that it's not a meat item. You know, John and Jeff uh, really just did a fantastic job with developing that product to be barbecue. So I don't think anyone else is doing that in the barbecue sector. I think we're the only restaurant uh, on our scale that's offering an impossible burn-in. So you'll have to come back and try that. Uh, That's definitely a fan favorite for our vegetarian friends and 
I'm not a vegetarian, but I eat the impossible burn-ins quite often because it's just so good. And then for our sides, yeah, we, we put a lot of, a lot of emphasis and attention on our sides. I mean, our baked beans is a staple, our, our, our green beans, collard greens, mac and cheese. Uh, we do fried okra, french fries, coleslaw, sweet potato casserole, smokehouse corn. So, you know, even if you're not really a big meat eater, you can definitely find some favorites just in our sides area. It's very popular for lunch, but also, you know, for the ones that eat light at dinner, you can find that option too. And I guess that's light. <laughs> it is then, light, yeah. It's light and then you got to have dessert. Talk to me about these desserts. You know, when I came to Four Rivers, I didn't really have so much of a sweet tooth, but it's grown on me uh, because of our, our four-hour bakeries. Just uh, fantastic. Uh, we have a, a head baker. Her name is Jenny Herbert, and she just, her and her team does a fantastic job. We have a pretty broad menu. I mean, we do full-size cakes. Uh, we even do wedding cakes. So, I mean, if you, if you need a specialty cake for a wedding, we offer that. I mean, I am definitely not a baker by, by any means. Uh, I can eat it. I can tell you it's good, but try to throw me in a kitchen with it and it's just not going to happen. They'll do three-tier cakes all the way up to, I've seen them do an eight-tier cake before. Uh, they specialize in cupcakes, brownies, bars. The Hello Dolly is by far my favorite. Buckeyes, uh, which for anyone that doesn't really know, it's kind of funny in Florida. Peanut butter with a, a shell of chocolate on the outside and you just bite into it and it's amazing. Yep, I'm from Ohio, so I know exactly what a Buckeye is. Oh, man, I haven't eaten lunch yet, so this is starting to feel like it was a huge mistake talking to you right now <laughs> because I'm getting really hungry. You mentioned the vegan burnt ends. Who would have thought that a barbecue restaurant would be serving a vegan main dish like this? So have you seen customers' tastes change over the years? I mean, it's definitely Southern comfort food, but do people expect it to be a little healthier or anything like that? Yeah, you definitely see that, you know, taste profile definitely changes just based on, you know, where I guess the trend of the market's going. So, I mean, it goes back to probably about, let's say two and a half years ago, the Impossible brand was really making its, its footprint specifically in the Florida market, like in the Tampa and Orlando market. At first we were, we were with the Beyond Meat. You know, that was a good product, uh, but that Impossible brand though, just their, their taste profile is just way more palatable um, to meat. It, it, it almost resembles meat where the Beyond product necessarily didn't. It would crumble a lot uh, after we would do the cooking process. It's it really interesting, you know, because you think about, you know, barbecue, you, you never really think about, you know, anything really vegetarian or even vegan at that. And this plant-based uh, meat is 100% vegan as well. So even the sauce, it, we sweeten it with agave, not with honey, and obviously there's no butter in it. So it's, it's, that product is 100% a vegan option, and so is our uh, even our smokehouse corn as well. We, we used to put butter in that, and we took that out to even be more of, a, uh, of an attractive product to our vegan uh, guests that are out there, which, you know, there's quite a bit of them. Um, so we even have options, you know, if you're just vegetarian, there's, there's a little bit more options. You can get obviously the meat, the smokehouse corn, our sweet potato casserole, you can obviously do the fried foods, the French fries and the okra, because there's no meat that goes into that fryer oil. We keep that stuff separate. Yeah. So we, we, we try to, we try to appease, you know, everybody that's out there and, um, you know, it's just, it's been an interesting market trend that's going with that. And it's, I think it's here to stick and we're just trying to be uh, attractive to everyone. And that's a great tip 
for people barbecuing at home because you may go to a cookout and there's pork in the baked beans or you choose the wrong brand of vegan burger and it's falling apart on the grill. Let's get into some more tips for barbecuing at home. What are the biggest mistakes you've seen people make? You must do you even get invited to cookouts or are people afraid to invite you now? Uh well, yeah, I, I get invited. Um, you know, so funny thing is I'm not really uh I'm not culinary inclined as much as, you know, what Jeff and John are. Uh sure. we even have uh, an executive chef, uh Derek. They're more the ones that are behind the scenes, you know, helping with the menu items and you know, I come in and just help support and make sure that, you know, these systems that we're putting in place are being implemented and being followed. But yeah, I mean, over the years, though, I've obviously had to get myself educated in smoking and grilling out. So yeah, I get I get the occasional invite every once in a while. I like to say, you know, I'm, I'm getting my brisket down, down pat and better. I use a camp chef smoker at home, um, which, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's so easy. It's just a pellet. But, you know, don't doubt it until you try it type of thing. I've done some smoking with some other friends where, you know, you, you're actually using the barrel smoker and, you know, using logs. That's, that's really an art. That's, that's very hands-on. And, you know, really the key is, you know, with brisket and really any meat is, you know, smoking, it takes time. So you never, never want to rush the product. You know, you want to really take the time to make sure that it's fallen, you know, you're getting through the whole process the right way. So we smoke our brisket, uh, 225 low and slow, 18 hours. You know, I would definitely say that's still, needs to be implemented at home as well you know we we use our own seasoning so we actually make our own seasoning so you can buy that as well online and you'll start seeing that in other grocers as well you can get our brisket rub all-purpose rub which we use on our chicken and our ribs Uh, and then we also have a coffee rub um, which we use that occasionally on any limited time offer specials Uh, but back in the day we used to use it on our prime ribs so anything like with steak, like I use that at home. Um, so when I grill like a filet or a ribeye, um, or especially a prime rib, when I, when I smoke a prime rib, I'm using our coffee rub. It's just, it's amazing. It, it gives it a nice crust, you know, I'd say low and slow and just, you know, make sure you, you have a lot of wood and it's, it's, we use a green hickory wood it smokes really evenly, gives it a nice bark as well. A uh, good, good taste profile. Hopefully that answered your question. Oh, it more than answers my question. Green hickory wood, is that something that is easily procured by the public? Yeah, you could find it pretty easy. You might have to go to like a special meat market. Um, I know like in Tampa, we have, uh, there's like a grill and provisions there. You can buy it there. You can buy it in another place called the, the Heights Market. You can get the wood there as well. So you might need to find a specialized neighborhood markets, meat market. They, they'll probably be able to source that for you but also what also will work too is oak as well as another great you know hardwood to use um and i would just suggest it would be green as well okay and i know you're not a chef so tell me if if we're getting too deep into the weeds here with the barbecue questions but a lot of people wanted to know about grilling things other than meat such as vegetables maybe fruit for a dessert do you have any advice on that I've seen recipes out there where, you know, you could smoke like a fruit. I've heard of smoked pineapple before. That's really good. You know, the vegetable side, you know, when it comes to that, we're roasting them. But that's not really my strong suit. What are some trends in the barbecue world that we may be looking out for this winter and spring? Yeah, so at Four Rivers, we're actually um, starting to kind of adapt to, you know, what's happening in the marketplace with, you know, the current pricing of food. You know, it's rising. 
uh, you know, we're, we're having to make some changes to our menu. So we're, you're actually going to see in the coming uh, weeks, we're actually going to have a more of a, a budget-friendly menu where we're going to take a traditional style of barbecue. That's not necessarily going to change. We're just going to incorporate it in with some other uh, food offerings. So we'll, you'll see some bowls and burritos coming on our menus. Uh, so the bowls will have uh, rice, black beans, which will also be 100% vegetarian as well because we're going to do it with squash and zucchini. Uh, carrots will be one option. So that'll be all one option there. And then you can add meat to all that too. You'll be able to add our brisket or pulled pork. Uh, we're going to do a, um, a hot uh, buffalo tender as well, a chicken tender. So we're pretty excited for that. Uh, we're not necessarily trying to change the market, but we're just trying to offer something that's there that's going to be a little bit more at a better price point. So I think that's going to be a little bit of a change. Um, you know, ribs is ribs is always going to be there. Uh, brisket, pulled pork, it'll always still be on our menu. Um, we're just going to have some different offerings uh, for anyone that's looking for more of a budget-friendly item. Oh, for sure. And that's a great way for people at home to stretch what meat they have, too, is to turn it into a bowl. I know that Four Rivers does a lot with the community. It's how the whole thing got started. Are there any initiatives you want to highlight right now? Yeah, I mean, we started off as a barbecue ministry and we still hold true to that today. So, I mean, in our markets, we're very intentional on partnering with uh, our churches and uh, schools, especially like with children. Uh, and then, you know, nonprofits that really go after, you know, families and, you know, children as well. And that, that's what really gets me charged up and, you know, gets me excited is just how giving um, this company is. You know, we, we really try to do everything we can, you know, to be very intentional on your, your local side charities. You know, one really cool story, and I'll keep it short, you know, when, when COVID happened, the whole restaurant industry saw, I mean, 70% drop-offs literally overnight in March of 2020. And so, you know, kind of sent everybody on, you know, the defense, you know, what do you, what are we going to do? And, you know, a lot of adapting happened very quickly and something that happens in that, you know, when you're constrained to something, it breeds creativity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, John just did a, a really interesting thing. He called it feed the need. And so he's affiliated with, we have four our roots farm where we're in process right now of actually harvesting crops and, and we're going to have a, a full-on farm, which definitely I, I can speak a little bit to it, uh, so I don't want to misspeak, but he took he took that idea of like, okay, well, we have all this produce, you know, all the farmers in Florida are, you know, obviously their crop's still going to grow, but if the purchase rates, you know, from restaurants are slowing down because people are, you know, not going out to eat anymore, you know, they're going to go purchase more from supermarkets. You know, he found out some pretty interesting facts that, you know, there's a lot of waste um, with produce, unfortunately, in the state of Florida, where you know, really, we shouldn't even have a, a food shortage in Florida at all. So he, he partnered with um, Fresh Point and you know, the Department of Agriculture and some partners in, in Orlando, got his hands on some produce. And so he turned that really quick into just giving it right back out to the community. And you're actually were running food banks through the local school districts in Orlando. And we did it over in Tampa and Tallahassee, Coral Springs, you know, just all across the state it really made a huge impact. I mean, we served over uh, a million meals in less than a year. Uh, we were just able to see so many families just blessed, you know, with free product. And, you know, that, that was feed the need. And, and, you know, that was a quick addition to, you know, our Four Rivers brand. And because we partner alongside of that, that organization. And it was just really cool. And, you know, that that's how this whole thing started was just giving back to the local community. And, 
you know, we did that all through 2020 and uh, even through 2021, you know, and right now, I mean, we're, we're still focused on donations. I mean, we partner uh, a lot with the boys and girls club over in Orlando. You know, we, we do our annual cows and calves event, you know, where that money goes right back out into the harvest banks and, you know, to the school district as well. It, it, it's just really cool to be a part of something that's really bigger than you. You know, Four Rivers, we do our best to just keep that as our focal point that, you know, this all started off as a ministry and we're going to continue to serve our communities in every way possible that we can. Perfect. Nick, thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate it. You have a great afternoon. That was Nick West, Regional Manager of Four Rivers Smokehouse. If this episode left your mouth watering, then head to our website for tons of barbecue recipes that you can make tonight. Search for them at thezestpodcast.com. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. This week we had help from Chandler Balcom, Mark Hayes, and Hannah Abdel-Majid. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2022.